0: Great, great night tonight. You know, in so many ways, the atmosphere was was unbelievable. The game was kind of what you would have expected. I think it would have been hard for me to ask a group of guys to play any harder (laughs) than they played. I thought they just battled. Uh, um, their tail off and, and, uh, um, you know, met the physicality of San Diego state. Uh, um, they just kept guarding and guarding and guarding and not getting frustrated. And, you know, finally we kind of separated a little bit and, um, you know, guys made huge plays. I mean, tanjay Roddy, um, and I thought, you know, we played great. And then about, what, 30, what, three and a half minutes to go or whatever, uh, uh furious comeback. And, you know, we obviously didn't handle the pressure very well late, but our guys hung on. And, and what an unbelievable win. What an unbelievable atmosphere. And I'm really, really proud of the guys.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage it's been close to 24 hours now since CSU took down San Diego State. It's Saturday night when I am recording this. I actually wanted to do it Saturday morning, but I stayed up after that big win till about 2:30 in the morning writing. Woke up and, and I lost my voice, so that was fun. I drank a lot of tea today. Drank a lot of water, but my voice is still a little fragile. So, we'll, uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. I guess. <laughs> I rewatched the game today. I recorded it and rewatched it. It was obviously in Moby Arena and just kind of going off of, of Nico Medved's intro statement there. Incredible atmosphere. I mean, it was, it's probably the closest. It's it's felt like the, the Tim Miles era or Eustace's first year, at least, which is really more of an extension of the Tim Miles era because it was all his players. I mean, every seat in the house is full. It was intense. They tried to do a little Harlem Shake throwback, which I appreciated. One of my favorite memories, but <laughs> I think the students are a little too young for that one for the most part. I mean, I know some people are familiar with it, but it's a little bit of an outdated trend, but I always appreciate a little nod to the past. Um, it was just awesome. I mean, an hour before tip-off, it, it's already you know filling up with students. People are getting in there as early as they can so that they can get a great seat. I mean, it, it feels like a legitimate college basketball program, you know, a top 25 program. That's what the the fan support and the interest from the students is like right now. And that's pretty cool because, I mean, Wyoming students, they showed up for the CSU game. There was a decent turnout for that Boise State game, but it was definitely nothing like the the border war. I imagine with them playing so well, they'll, they'll get a pretty decent crowd for their final home games. But Boise State definitely doesn't have the the student support on the basketball side that CSU has right now, I say I'd say it's you know CSU, San Diego State, and and Utah State kind of has those top student sections. With Wyoming quickly rising, and and Boise State, they have the potential to shoot up, but their their support is just not as consistent for basketball. It's it's definitely a football school. But the reason that I brought all this up is I, I just kind of want to lead with the court storming and. I don't know. I've just seen so many snarky responses online, even from CSU fans. Like, I I expect it from our rivals, but from CSU fans being like, you know, act like you've been there before or, you know, oh, I can't believe these students are storming the court. And I just, first off, let me say, I used to be really critical of, of when it was and wasn't okay to court storm as well. But with college attendance, you know, for athletics dwindling across the country, and just general interest going down for students in, in college sports. I think it's dumb that we're, you know, trying to gatekeep this or like shame the students for for being excited and being engaged and turning out and, and storming the court. I mean, that's one of the, the best experiences you can have in college. The two thousand fourteen homecoming football win over Utah State where everyone stormed Sunny Lubick Field at at Hughes Stadium. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite memories of all time. I'll I'll Go to my grave thinking about that. Just the other night, my brother was talking about the the 2017 Orange Out win when Emmanuel Magbo hit the game winner and the students stormed the court. That was a crazy week. They actually stormed twice because then we had uh, the Prentice-Nixon game winner against Wyoming. I guess all I'm saying is, is just let students have fun. Let college kids be college kids. It wasn't like it was inappropriate or anything like that. I understand CSU was favored in the game and they were up big and, and all that, but... It was a game that had massive implications on the standings and it came down to the wire. I mean, CSU they they hit a a last second shot to win the game and then they get a massive stop defensively. I mean, to me it, it just felt natural. I thought it was a lot of fun and I don't know, I just think there's some irony in, you know, the same cranky folks that bitch and moan that nobody shows up for for basketball games. Then also shame the, the same students for for being into it and being so excited that they stormed the court. Like I understand having a, a little bit higher standards. If you're one of those programs that's in it on a year to year basis, you know, if you're Gonzaga, you're not necessarily going to be storming the court for every big win because you know you're kind of expected to do it. I'm not saying we shouldn't have any expectations. I mean, CSU is the preseason favorite for a reason they are respected by people that that really follow college basketball on a national level. I get all of that. But that was a crazy win that CSU needed a lot against a team, let's be real that, you know, nobody around here likes very much San Diego State fans pretty abrasive. So I thought it was awesome. I had I had no problem with it whatsoever. I thought it was a lot of fun and I I mean I've I've changed a lot on that. I'll admit I used to be very snarky and you know, it can only be against a top ten team or something. But how many chances is CSU going to get against a top ten team? It doesn't happen very often at home. So let's just enjoy the moment. You know, let's appreciate the fact that the students are into it. This is what everybody has wanted for years. Shout out to Ram Ruckus. Shout out to the Outlaws of Moby. <laughs> you know, it's it's great to see these students killing it. And uh, I, I have nothing bad to say about the Court Storm. I thought it was a lot of fun. And I think you know if if we're, we're complaining about that. You know, maybe we need to, to find more hobbies in our life, you know, go work on something around the house or something. You got too much free time if you're upset about that. And for the record, I'm not saying, you know, don't have expectations or standards or anything like that. I'm just saying it's a big game, big win over a team that had already beaten CSU big this season. And the, the you know, favorite player in town, hits a game winning shot. That's a that's a natural court-storming situation. All right, something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, then you know how stressful it is trying to buy a house right now. I mean, if you've attempted this process in Colorado, it's it's just absolutely crazy out here. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Just take some of that worry off your plate. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. And Like I said, they're just going to take the burden off of you so you can focus on your home being a home, not just a house. They have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Most importantly. Get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Tell him Justin from DNVR Rams sent you. Or again, just go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, cool, cool. Let's let's talk about the actual basketball that was played. Uh, first things first, CSU was the better team for about thirty-two ish thirty, really. I mean, thirty-three minutes in this game, and with five thirty-four, San Diego State just makes an absurd run. They they go on a nineteen-four run over the final five and a half minutes. I score CSU thirteen-two over the final two minutes. I mean. It was crazy. It was almost as, as epic of a of a collapse as you could have. I was sweating. I know everyone in Moby was sweating. Everyone watching from home was sweating. Their grandma was sweating. I mean it was it was crazy. I could not believe what had happened. CSU was up twenty with ten minutes left in the second half. And, you know, I'd already started writing. And maybe it was my fault. You know, maybe I jinxed it by starting to write my recap. I I try not to do that unless it, it really looks like it's in hand. And the game it it felt like it was I mean San Diego State they were dead in the water. It took them 30 minutes to score 30 points in this game. They only shot 30% from the floor and that's even with the absurd, you know, finish that they had. I will say the fact that they were able to make that run after basically being dead in the water for 25 minutes says a lot about the the character of that team and, and how well coached they are. I mean, that's impressive, you know, that you can never give in. It's it's a lot like CSU. That's the type of team they are if you give them an inch, they will take it, and they will, they will fight right back. But, I mean, as, as catastrophic as it would have been for CSU to lose the game, I mean, like, that would have been 2017 Boise State football type bad. Maybe not quite that level, but the type of loss that can really compound and, and kill a season, I mean, that's how bad it would have been. And maybe that's too much hyperbole, but, I mean, that would have been the third league loss in a row. After you had a chance to to beat Wyoming in regulation, and now in this one you're you're beating San Diego State down. If you drop that one, I mean, that's just that's that's a that's a blow that's tough to come back from. It's just the reality. I mean, we see it all the time. Teams just kind of go through a rough stretch and it ends up, you know, just kinda killing the season. I mean, it's it's pretty common, but I think the fact that the CSU team, after, you know, taking San Diego State's best punch and you know, having to to experience all the emotions of being up big and then blowing it. They made a play on offense and they made a play on defense in the biggest moments of the game. I mean, David Roddy'd have the wherewithal to to get that basketball after it's poked out of Isaiah Stevens' hands. At least that's what it looks like. The angle is kind of tough to tell. And what's funny is it, it kind of looked like a, a wonky shot. I mean, it was kind of a weird angle, but he picks the ball up and, and kind of shoots it all like in one motion. And just drills it. I mean, the the clutchest of moments, and we'll kind of talk about the whole redemption story later. You know, Roddy wasn't sweating that Wyoming game, and and he shouldn't have been. But we'll we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. But just the fact that he was able to hit that shot, man, it was it was crazy. I mean, it's just the type of player that he is. Nico Medved said it best post game. And then after they hit it, you know, nobody's celebrating. You know, nobody's flexing at the crowd or anything like that. They all just they get back and play defense and. I'm glad I was there in person because the TV broadcast, they always like show the celebration shots. Show that after. Like keep the camera on the court. Keep it on the action. The the TV replay was terrible. Shout out Jenny C though. Great to have Jenny Kavnar on the call. But yeah, just the the fact that the Rams were able to pull this one out and, and survive it. I I just think it says a lot about the mindset of this team. I mean, the composure that they play with. And then they're gonna need it because it it's only gonna get tougher from here. What we're seeing right now, I mean, the talent in the league, the guys that can go off. I mean, that trip to even New Mexico is going to be tough. You know, Nevada next Tuesday is going to be hard. You got Fresno State coming to town. I mean, the league this year is just so deep. And it's not like three or four teams. I'm talking there's like seven or eight teams that are pretty much capable of beating anyone on any given night. Some teams are deeper. Some teams are more consistent. But the talent and like the ceiling of, of all these teams is, is absurd. Anyways, kind of going back to that that point, I was on there. I I was, I was just glad to see that you know they they had their head in the games. You know, everyone gets back on defense, and then James Moore's makes a huge play defensively. Look, there's contact at the rim. I'm uh, no doubt about it. I I probably you know I lean towards thinking it was a foul live. I couldn't really tell, but I assumed just kind of with that much contact. But CSU, you know, they posted a, a camera angle from the The cameraman sitting under the, the hoop on the other end of the court and it's just kind of straight down and you can see i mean james moore's he's in square position puts his hands in the air he goes vertical and his arms don't really come down until bradley jumps into his chest at least in my opinion and and that's kind of what medved said postgame he's like you know when he was getting asked by the the san diego union tribune about it who you know mark ziegler who's a great reporter he mentioned you know that in his opinion he thought that it was a foul and and Medved wasn't going to stand for that. You know, it was like, wasn't going to stand for any implication that CSU got away with this one or that they didn't deserve to win or anything like that. And I love to see the feisty response out of him. Honestly, I mean, this was a hard fought game and they earned it. But going back to James, I mean, if you have your arms straight in the air and somebody plows into your chest, your arms are going to come down. That's natural. But I want to play that audio from Medved kind of talking about that and, and just the whole situation and, you know, debatable fouls and all that. And and I, I liked what he had to say because, like, quite honestly, you know, the Rams, 24 free throws for Wyoming, only 11 up in Laramie. Wyoming's gotten a lot of favorable calls at home. Same Same deal against Boise State. They had a call go their way against New Mexico. I mean, it's just it's a part of basketball. It is. But I'm going to play that audio, and then we'll uh, keep talking about this game and kind of what to, to think moving forward.
0: Josh said he was trying to call a timeout in the final play, and it was too loud. Were you try to call a timeout? I actually, a lot of times, I like to call a timeout defensively in that situation, you know, to 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 get set. Our guys handled it well. I didn't hear that. I, I kind of tried to, but it was it was just they got it not in quick. Yeah, it was balls already in bounds, you know, at that point in time. So I, I didn't I didn't hear that if that's what he was you know upset about or, or, or not. But um, game's have, over. Have you seen the <laughs> have you seen the replay? This is no. The same idea. You haven't seen the replay in the last play. Mm-hmm. Pretty clear. Morris comes over and his hands come down. Um, Did he jump into him? It's a band play. You know, I, I don't I mean, I, you know. I, again, I mean, you know, again, I mean, you've been, you know, you watched the game the other night. I mean, listen, you don't have control over those things. We've both been on both sides of those where you think you get a call that goes one way or another. I mean, that's such a hard play because, you know, I haven't seen it yet. But I know when you're when you're walling up, you're taking a charge, you put your hands up. If somebody jumps into your chest, what are your hands going to do? do? You know, so I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen the play on uh, um, whatever. But I thought our guys earned victory tonight, so I don't buy it. I thought our guys earned it. I thought our guys played their freaking tails off. I thought that they uh, um, um, were a tough team tonight, and I thought they earned victory.
1: What I, was, what I meant to ask was, <laughs> as a coach, just in general, not
0: this game. Do you like when officials swallow the whistle in the games and not decide it? I don't know that they swallowed it. I haven't seen. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like you got to call what's there and stuff like that. But you know, listen, like all these games that come down to the wire, you know. It's like last night. We lost the game in Laramie the other night. I do not want to hear anything about, you know, people want to say officials this and that or whatever. There's a lot of possessions in the game. There's so many things that go into winning or losing and you don't have control over all those things. You just got to play.
1: All right. That was Nico Medved. Um, I'm going to be honest. I I really liked his response. I like that he had the the backs of his guys. And, you know, I I thought everything that he said was extremely fair. You know, there there have been a lot of close calls in all these league games. They're all going to come down to the wire and you can nitpick about, you know, one here one there, but the reality is the officiating in the Mountain West just isn't that consistent. It just isn't that great. I actually thought they got the call right at the end, but maybe that's my bias coming through. Regardless, the game's over. You know, like Nico said, the game's over. The Rams win, and nobody's apologizing for it, you know? Take that L. Take that L on the way out. As as far as James Moore's goes, a uh, huge play. He has just been awesome. He continues to provide a huge defensive boost off the bench, looking a little bit more confident on offense as well. Had a nice little reverse layup in that one. Actually, uh, actually caught San Diego State sleeping. He he's less comfortable than Deshaun Thomas is with the ball in his hands, especially at the top of the key. San Diego State started to sense that they were kind of trying to pick his pocket a few times. They tried to do that to him down low and he pulled a little, little reverse layup on him. I think San Diego State was surprised that he put the ball on the floor. That's what he's got to do, you know, kind of make them respect you on on both ends. And it's nice to see him getting confident and getting a chance to to play some legitimate minutes for this team. Like I've always said this season, they're gonna need Deshaun Thomas and they're gonna need James Moores. I mean, they kind of thrive in in different situations. Like DT, you go that little bit smaller lineup, his ability to stretch the floor. I will say, do need him to start knocking down those threes at a little bit more consistent basis. Again, he will. I don't have any worry about that. You know, they've been good looks. It's just been a little bit of a tough stretch. That's again, a part of basketball, but now that James Moore's is playing, you know, the depth and I think CSU's paint defense and their rim protection has just been a little bit more consistent. I think that we're seeing CSU kind of deal with teams length a little bit better and, and they're going to have to be able to do that if they want to make any type of run in the postseason. I have some thoughts on the starting rotation. Before I get into those, though, the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can experience Super Bowl 56 with the same game parlay. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. I've had a ton of fun betting on some of these playoff games. Not going to lie, I took a beating uh, on the AFC and NFC championships, hoping to redeem myself on Super Bowl Sunday. Going to be a fun sports day, by the way. CSU playing in the afternoon, and then you can watch the Super Bowl right after Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5. Win 280 in free bets if your team wins. Again, that's with the promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Speaking of DraftKings, I want to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. A couple of intriguing Mountain West basketball matchups coming up on Saturday. Uh, we got San Diego State hosting Nevada. They're thirteen and a half point favorites in that one, and we have Wyoming playing at Fresno State. Wyoming actually underdogs in this one. I I really like Orlando Robinson. I just don't know if they have the scoring to keep up with Wyoming if they you know knock down shots like they're capable of. You can get Wyoming at plus 155. I really like that value because of that. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. Wyoming money line to upset Fresno State on the road. I know you guys hate rooting for the pokes, but you guys like winning money. And that's what this is all about. So lock it in. DraftKings pick of the week. All right. All right. All right. It was, it was great to see Adam Thistlewood back out there. Got up a, a couple of nice jump shots the crowd desperately wanted him to make a three. I really wanted to see him make one as well and, and get that moment. I mean, he definitely deserves one of those. I hope at some point he hits a big three this season and and gets a lot of love from the crowd because, you know, we all know that him and Kendall have, have played such huge roles and the revival of this program and, you know, helping turn around CSU men's basketball, they're great dudes on and off the court. And I know it's been a tough season for Adam, but he is going to come up clutch for this team at some point. I just have a feeling. I don't know. That's just a gut feeling. He he's due. You know he he's definitely due. I do think though that he should continue to come off the bench. I think. I think you know John Tanjay with what he provides offensively is just kind of what this team needs, and I I want to see At continue to get minutes. I mean I I think again everything that he's contributed he earns that he's deserved it, but just with what John contributes both as a shooter and his ability to put the ball on the floor and get to the hoop. I mean, he got the scoring started with a dunk a couple of times, was able to draw contact by just kind of putting his nose down and, and forcing his way. I mean, this is a guy that's playing injured, and he's still just going out there and, and being aggressive. It's it's awesome to see. I thought he was huge in this one. Medved credited him credited him, excuse me, for his ability to defend Matt Bradley. I mean, Bra- Bradley did have a nice game in this one, but a lot of his production ended up coming late. And I just think that you need Tanjay. I mean, especially with this team continuing to have the slow offensive starts, I mean, with his ability to to heat up and with the versatility that he provides as a scorer, I just think it, it opens some things up for this team. Cause obviously they're going to key in on, on David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens, particularly out of the gate. And I mean, it's a small sample size, but two and with him in the starting lineup with wins over oral Roberts and San Diego state, that's, that's pretty tough to argue with. And, It's not like you you don't still have depth in the rotation. I mean, I like that you can still count on Chandler Jacobs to be a primary scorer when he comes in as well at times. He's great defensively. He provides that veteran presence off the bench with some of the young guys, Isaiah Rivera and Jalen Lake, who continue to impress, but I do feel like those guys have forced a few things offensively the last couple of games, but I get it. I mean, they're just trying to make an impact. That's, That's what happens. I mean, that's part of being a young player. I'm not you know, being overly critical or anything like that. I want those guys to feel confident enough to put up shots, to put the ball on the, on the floor and attack the hoop. Cause if they're not, I mean, then, you know, they shouldn't be on the floor. So it's good to see that they continue to play with that confidence. You know, that you just kind of ride the good and the bad with the, the, with the young guys. And it's clear the potential that they have is, is through the roof. The, uh, the last thing that I wanted to talk about is just David Roddy. You know, I kind of asked them if it felt redeeming and, you know, he, he was honest. He was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a, a bit of a sense of redemption, but it's also, you know, the man in the arena, you know, the man in the arena is the one who gets credited whether you win or lose. And, you know, it's his responsibility, his job to go out there and, and make winning plays. So he was just glad that he hit the shot. And, you know, I think that's a, a really mature response. And I'm also just glad that, you know, he wasn't beating himself up for that Wyoming game. Cause clearly, I mean, CSC is not even in that game without him, you know, they, they, they're not in any of these games without him. He's such a huge part of what this team does on, on both ends of the floor and Isaiah Stevens as well. I mean, again, like I wrote, you know, you can fixate on the missed free throw or the shot clock violation. And in, in the final minute, or you can also recognize that like without those guys, Wyoming runs away with it. That said, you know, I am, I am really happy for him that he was able to, to get that opportunity in the, the in the clutch time and, and knock it down at home. And, and have the students come down and storm and, and appreciate them. And you, you know, want to talk about another thing here. I actually saw Mike Rowe bring this up on Twitter. Shout out to my guy, Cam's chorizo. You know who also loves the court storms? the players, you know, you want who we want to keep happy, David Roddy, Isaiah Stevens, all these guys, Tanjay. So I just enjoy the moment. Just enjoy the moment. That's my advice through all of this. I get that that collapse was ugly and it could have been real bad, but when it, when it really mattered, CSU made a big play on offense. They made a big play on defense. They found a way to get a gutsy win against the contender. They found a way to keep pace in the Mountain West race. And again, you know, all these other teams are, you know, a, a difficult couple of nights away from being in the exact same position that CSU is in. I will say Boise State basically plays like all their games from here on out at home. And that's a little bit of a advantage for them. But, you know, talented teams travel. So... I'm really excited to see how this all plays out. I'm I'm happy for David. I'm happy for this team. Um, I'm happy for this community. I mean, it's so cool to have Moby Madness be back and for the crowd to make an impact and to see the consistent support. And I mean, it's just, it's an amazing feeling. I've, I've waited years for this type of atmosphere and I'm glad that the students have fully bought in fun times, fun times ahead. I'm going to leave you with some more audio from David Roddy kind of answering my question, you know, on redemption, talking about the the man in the arena and all that I I just really liked his response. Uh, Make sure you keep up with all of our content, both written and podcast. I'll have another podcast tomorrow talking about the senior bowl. Shout out to our guy, Trey McBride scored a touchdown in the senior bowl in a one half at the senior bowl, had as many red zone touchdowns as he did in 12 games under Steve Adazio. That's absurd, but we'll talk about that on tomorrow's pod talk about the offensive uh, staff shakeups now that Timmy Chang has gone to Hawaii, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Like I said, we'll leave you on this episode with David Roddy answering my question on just kind of redemption. And then I'll play Medved's response as well. I know you're a competitor and and the tough ones kind of stick with you. Does this moment, you know, how to feel redeeming after a tough loss on Monday
0: night? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, again, you know, it's kind of the man in the arena. Whether you win or lose, you know, the credit goes to the guy who's you know in the arena doing it. So, um, you know, it's my job to put my team in the best position to win. And and you know, I'm just glad I made the shot now. Um, and you know, hopefully, you know, I'm just glad we got a win, and now we can focus on you know the team that we need to focus on next.
1: As a coach, I mean, I know I know you try not to fixate on the, the high moments or the low moments, but was, was it nice to see David get that redemption moment, especially after you know coming up short in a chance?
0: Pretty play? cool, isn't it? You know, and, and he's such a such a great young man and, and you know he, he he just, he's grown so much. I mean, obviously as a player, but just emotionally handling everything and, and, uh, um, you know, to come out and I mean, you saw him, I mean, he was exhausted. I mean, he gave everything he had, you know, tonight and was just not going to be denied. And that's just who he is. And so, yeah, I think you saw that. And it's cool when you see guys do that and fight through it to have, you know, that kind of moment, you know, in the next game, I think is really cool. I only seem to write when the words they don't come to me. I'm staring at this page and I swear it stares back at me. Read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings. It's been 35 and I ain't even wrote like half a thing. Rhymes that make sense, but more lines that didn't. I was walking with my headphones heavy, bumping pivots, simplistic white pages. They dreamin' we were famous. They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas features those ain't favors my mood rings an alligator spit like vader with the saber steady kicking it like prater staring at white paper it's habitual behavior check the flavor that's some sage advice but confidence a great disguise and certain lines are idolized like yeah i'm fine and i don't mind it's out of sight it's out of mind and i've been dwelling on my past just to see what i can find lost and found memories of places i designed in my imagination's different now but i swear that.